Karis Hall McCollum, and I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall. Uh, this is an episode of Papa, I Have a Question, where I get to sit and just ask my dad questions that I have. Uh, most of them are theological questions or biblical scripture interpretation questions, questions maybe I didn't understand something from a sermon or from my own uh, personal Bible study. Um, I realized that I have always had a really great resource in him. Uh, as a theologian, as a great Bible teacher. So when I struggled with things, I could just ask. I could just say, Papa, I don't understand this, or what does this mean? Um, and so I'm really privileged to have had that opportunity. And as an educator, I know that if one person has a question, usually somebody else has that same question. So we decided to invite you guys in to join us as we have some of these questions. Um, and you can send me your question and I'll ask him your question as well. So uh, join us as I have another question. Okay. So um, this is actually, I want to start with a cute story. So the other day we were at your house and Thaddeus, my six-year-old, uh, crawled up in your bed to watch TV because there's a TV in Papa's room. And um, later on, he said to me, Mama, did you know that Papa has a Bible even in his bed? <laughs> and I said, I did know that Papa has a Bible even in his bed. There's Bibles everywhere, beside every chair, beside any place that you light for more than 30 seconds, there's a Bible there. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I wish that I had more of that love for, desire for, I, I want to, to, to love the scripture that much that it's everywhere I sit down, in the bathroom, in the bed, in the, you know, how, how do I develop that love? How did you develop your love for the scripture, your um, passion to want to be reading it all the time. And I think for a lot of people, we do it out of discipline. Like it's like, I need to read the scripture. I need to be in it every morning or every evening or whatever it is. And I, I want to read it. I do it out of discipline. But sometimes the reason that we don't love it is because we don't understand it yeah. or it's frustrating to us. So how do, what can I do to, to be like you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, put put reading glasses and a Bible by every chair. <laughs> well, maybe that's the first step. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can remember growing up, uh, going to church and, uh, you know, going to Sunday school. And I was a Baptist, so we went to training union. Training union, yeah. And we memorized scripture and did the, mm -hmm. what do you call it, sword, sword dr drills. Sword yeah. drill, yeah, and all, all that stuff. <clears throat> and... The scripture was more mysterious to me than anything else. Uh, so <clears throat> one of the things that happened is when I was 13, my brother invited me to go to a youth camp. And I, our little church was too small to have youth camps. Mm -hmm. So he invited me to go with a bunch of churches. that, And he was pastor of one of them. And in that youth camp, in the mornings, there were uh, Bible study sessions. And the teacher was teaching, I still remember, I was 13. Mm. It's been several years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was teaching on First Peter. And he took, he, he took each verse and he began to explain the scripture. And it, it came alive to me. And it's like, I didn't know that that's what it was saying. I'd seen the Bible as more of an instruction book. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want to live right, follow these instructions. I, I didn't know how it was put together, how it was written. So that intrigued me. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of a, oh, wow. 
it's possible yeah. for something else to happen. And then later, as I came to a more intimate understanding of, of who Jesus was, it, I realized he loved me regardless of what I did. I, I just wanted to know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember when he, you know, I was in a hospital room and uh, apologizing to God that I would never get to do what I promised him I'd do as far mm-hmm. as being an athlete and, mm-hmm. you know, speak from that platform. And I was telling him I can't do that anymore. And uh, the, the, the Jesus said to me, uh, that's okay, you don't have to do anything. I love you just like you are. And I remember thinking, I, I need to know him. That's not the Jesus mm. I, that's not Jesus I knew. Uh, it, it's the same Jesus, I didn't know much about it. Yeah. And yeah. So, so it was a bigger picture of Jesus. So it's like, I want to know him. Well, <laughs> it kind of dawned on me one day, if I want to know him, I need if the scriptures are a witness of who he is, if it's a revelation, if the written word is a revelation of the living word, then it's ridiculous for me to say I want to know him <clears throat> and not to know the scriptures. So if he's hidden in the pages of the scriptures, I'm going to find him. And so that led me to understanding <clears throat> that the Bible is a narrative, not a book of instruction, not laws and Mm-hmm. precepts and moral mm-hmm. stories, but it's a narrative of how God has revealed himself through history and ultimately in Christ. Yeah. So uh, it's like, I've always loved stories. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a story guy. I love yeah. stories. I, I love sitting on the porch with my parents and hearing stories. I, I love, <laughs> we live in the country, so I, I didn't get to go to the library a lot, but they had a, a bookmobile in my county. And so the the county library or the city library would send out these books on this bookmobile and every two weeks you could uh, you could check out. Like an it. ice cream truck for books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I got all they'd let me have. Yeah. And I always got the story books, the books that told stories. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm a story guy. And we all are actually. Yeah. Uh, so anyway... When I began to discover that the Bible is a story and that all the all the stuff in it is just fitting into a big story and and the climax of the story is Jesus, and that's what I wanted to know anyway. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I want I want to study it. So when I when I read scripture, I, I I'd have to say, Carrie, that I have a growing mm. love for the scriptures. Mm. Uh, it hadn't always been what it is now, but, you know, even in college, it was like, okay, it, Jesus said, he that has these sayings of mine and does them will be like a man who builds his house on rock. He who has these sayings but doesn't do them, builds his house on the sand. Okay, I want to build my house on the, what Jesus said, so I might better find out what he said. Yeah. So the fact that I... Uh, that I was making Jesus the Lord of my life meant that I was making his words the direction of my life. Mm, That's good. So I studied the scripture not primarily for that. It's like Mm. I want to know him and what what he's saying. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it's so good. I love that. I love you said your your love is still growing. Yeah. You know, your love is is still growing. That's so good. And I I think... um, this is something you said in, in a different episode, but you were talking about asking other people, 
you know, going to other people. So I think most of us, maybe I know for sure, I have had that experience that you talked about as a 13 year old. When I listen to you talk about the scripture, I have that experience where it's like, wow, how did you get that? I've read that passage before and I didn't get that. So it's like illuminated to me. And then I want to go read it and and I want to read it for myself and I want to I want to understand it. So the fact that you're still growing and you're still learning to love it, it's kind of encouraging. It's like, oh, okay, I don't have to have it all just yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's a process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, if it helps anybody, you know, there there were pockets of the Scripture that I'd get into, and it's like, I, I don't get it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just wait. It's like, okay. Wow. I, I, I can't understand this part of the story until I... Maybe understand something that would okay. shed light on it. Like Book of Leviticus. I remember years ago, I was I was going to take a a book a month or whatever and study. You know, it's like okay, this month is for Leviticus. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's I, encouraging. Yeah, I Most of us don't even try like, Leviticus. How does that fit into the yeah. story? You know, and why why is all that important? It's like that's that's pretty. Particular, uh, you know. so anyway, uh, I, I think that, I think there are a lot of people that should have left a few of those books alone. Like, there's some people need to leave Revelation alone for a mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. until they can understand the story enough to know that Revelation is a summary of the whole story and is written in symbols. And if you understand the symbols that's in the whole story, you, Revelation will come alive. And and all of a sudden you're like wow 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 it's like you know going going to Disneyland it's yeah. like things are popping but if you don't it's like what what what's the beast in the you know what what's that number why six 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 and you know, yeah and so it, it's way too confusing and uh, you know I think it was Martin Luther who said. So they asked him why he never wrote a commentary on the book of Revelation. He said, because I don't understand that book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a lot of other people who should, should have, have said that. Who <laughs> should have said. Um, you know, that's really encouraging. So are you saying, I think I hear you say that it's okay to read something and not understand it and not dig in and not try to figure it out and not, but just to read it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a conversation, you know. You ever talk to somebody and they they, they lay a heavy thing on you, you go, hmm, I need to think about that. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I'm having conversation with the scriptures. Right. And uh, so, I, you know, I tell you preachers, young preachers, it's like, you know, you, you owe it to your people if you're going to preach to, the word to them, to do whatever work you have to to, Make that scripture release to you its treasure. Mm-hmm. I, I think again. I think it was it's Luther. It might have been somebody else. It's like I, I take a text and I, I I examine it, I question it, I interview it, uh-huh. I interrogate it, I beat on it. I demand that it release to me the treasures. Release the treasures. That's good. And, and yeah, sometimes that requires effort. But if you know, if you want it, you it's not labor. I mean, it's just yeah. like if you want it, you keep keep digging. I'm not sure who originally said this. I always I always um, give C.S. Lewis credit, but 
the state. He didn't say it, he probably thought it. So. Well, I think he said it at some point, but I'm not sure if he was quoting someone else, but that um, any good piece of literature, which the Bible is the best literature ever written, right, right needs to be read a minimum of three times. Yeah. Because you read it once to get the overview. You read it once and it's just words. Yeah. And those words are coming together and they're starting to frame something. And then you read it again to fill in the details. You, you read it again and you go, oh, okay. So this is how this fits together. And this is how this sentence and this paragraph. So you, you get actual content. You don't yeah. get content till the second time you read it. And then the third time you can begin to understand the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, with scripture... I would multiply that times maybe a million, right? You got to read it lots and lots of times, but to read something once and think, I don't understand it. It doesn't. It doesn't have any meaning to me. Right. That it's just not true. Yeah. It's 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 not giving. You know the great promise uh, of the scripture, book of Psalm, book of Psalms, in the first Psalm, which tells you how to read all the rest of Psalms. Right. You know, blessed is the man who walketh not and who, who does this. But in his law shall he meditate day and night. Mm. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season. And his, and his leaf also shall not wither. The key there is meditation. Mm. Meditation means more than reading. It's what you're talking about. Right. I read it. I read it till I understand actually what it's saying as best I can. And then once I do that, uh, I meditate. Uh, I think about it. I visualize it. I, I, uh, I ruminate with it. And, uh, you know, y'all used to make fun of me because, you know, you'd say, Papa, what are you going to preach on tonight? And one of you would always say, it doesn't matter where you start, you can wind up on grace. Well, you know, I'd go back and look at some of those old Bibles, and I wore out Ephesians and Galatians and parts of Romans, Romans. you know. Part of that was because I was meditating on it. And so I, I would preach on it or teach on it and I would I would see something and then but it just kept kept ruminating in, in my heart, in my mind. And you know, maybe three months later it's like, whoa, there's more to it than mm. that. So you go back to it and you do another thing and then and then later it's like, wow, I didn't nearly get all that. Mm. So anyway, that that's my experience. But I'm just saying uh, I, I treat the scripture kind of in a personal way. I argue with it. Mm -hmm. I converse with it. I ask it questions. Uh, you know, I'll say, why do you say it like that? Mm -hmm. well, you know, why did Jesus say, if you do not forgive every man, neither the heavenly father forgive you, when he's already said, I, I don't get to heaven based on my works. He's already forgiven. He's already forgiven. So yeah. why did you say that? Yeah. And, why did he say that? <laughs> <laughs> That's another question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but it's like, how are you going to know those things if you just like, oh, that's confusing. Well, ask him. Yeah. Ask him what, whatever it is. So. Yeah. That's good. That's really encouraging. Really encouraging. So... Um, for those of you who are like me, where you're like, I want to love the scripture. I, I want to love the scripture. I want to need the scripture. I want that to be my my primary source. Uh, so we just stay at it. We just yeah. keep reading it. We just keep reading it and wrestling with it and chewing with it and don't approach it as a, I need a quick yeah. fix or I should understand it immediately. But we just read it again. 
The one who is the greatest delight in all of the universe is hiding in the pages. Mm. Oh, that's good. Go. Cool. It's worth this. It's worth the search. Thanks, Papa. And thank you for joining us. For Papa, I have a question.